Hey, folks, if you've been tuning in over the last couple of months, you've heard all about the Game Time app and how it can save you some serious cash on last minute tickets to sports, to concerts, to all types of shows. My favorite feature is the speed. Maybe you decide like last minute. Hey, I'm by the Rose Garden tonight, or they call it the Moda Center now, or oh, I'm by the Target Center, or oh, I'm by Staples Center. There's a game. I bet I can find tickets real quick. You can be outside in line waiting to get through security. It's two taps on that app, and you already have tickets purchased. It's so easy to do. They find you the best deals and make sure you get up to 60% off. You got to use the Game Time app. It's the best way to do it. Now the Game Time app is hooking you up for the holidays with $10 credit. Here's what to do. Download the Game Time app in the Google Play or the App Store. Click on the My Ticket section of the app. Create an account. Then under the Billing section, redeem code the Athletic. Once again, that's the athletic, all one word for $10 off your first purchase. That's free money, everybody. Credit is only available to the first thousand people who redeem the code, and it expires at the end of the year. That's December 31st, 2019. So you only got a couple of weeks left to get that easy, easy credit. So make moves quick and score last minute tickets with game time. Welcome to the Daily Ding on the Athletic Podcast Network. Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! Happy holidays. Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. Likewise. Thank you, Sammy. How are you? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, man. Merry Christmas. Feel great. Feel amazing. Reverse flush and ain't that a smooth one. This is how it goes, and I hope I have no friends. And his response was, I'm sorry, I just wanted a frosty. I want Tyler to know his ass should have got thrown out. If I was a ref, I would have tossed his last. How dare you. Good morning. Welcome to the Daily Ding. Happy Tuesday morning. Merry Christmas Eve or whatever you say. We've got all your coverage from last night's games right before Christmas Day. I'm Zach Harper joined by Mo Dacchio with Rob Lopez making sure Santa Claus gets fatter off those baked goods. Coming up on today's Daily Ding, we got our first trade since the summer. Derek Jones Jr. caught a big body and Denver has some heroics in the desert. But first, Mo, if you want to beat the Raptors, you got to work for it. Pacers 120, Raptors 115 in overtime. A number a Another double-digit comeback for the Raptors in this one. They took the lead in the fourth quarter. They forced overtime. We almost had a winner in regulation from Aaron Holiday. He missed. We almost had a winner from uh, Kyle Lowry at the end of regulation. He missed. We go to overtime. Aaron Holiday and Miles Turner just take over in this one. Uh, this Pacers team, and here's the annoying thing. We're now getting uh, you know people saying, hey, we're going to have to start talking about this Pacers team. People have been talking about it. Just because ESPN doesn't talk about it doesn't mean other people don't talk about it. Pacers team's good. We know they're good. Really? You've been talking about them? Yeah, everyone. (laughs) Everyone on the internet has been talking about how good they are. That's why we don't need to start a conversation. It's been going. Yeah, I'm kidding, of course. No, the Pacers have been awesome. This was a big win for them, especially with no Malcolm Brogdon. And, you know, Aaron Holiday, I mean, even down the stretch in the fourth quarter, even though he missed that potential game winner, I mean, those last two, three minutes, he was coming up with big threes. He found TJ Warren in the corner for a big three down the stretch. Like it was a pretty impressive win for the Pacers all around. 
Yeah. And even though the Raptors, you know, no Pascal Siakam, no Marcus Gasol, no Norm Powell. Um, and they struggled early in this one. They were two of 19 from three point range in the first half finished 11 of 40 from deep for the entire game. Uh, Lowry and Van Vliet really struggled from the field early in this game and in the first half. But uh, that third quarter, they came alive. They were down 15. All of a sudden they erased the deficit. They take the lead, I believe by the end of the third quarter for a little bit, uh, Kyle Lowry had 11 points in that quarter and the Raptors did a lot by kind of t- playing zone. Like we know they play a lot of zone mode, but they, they played zone. They kind of took the Pacers out of their rhythm uh, before the Pacers could find it in the fourth quarter and find it in overtime. But I thought it was just, it was actually just a really good display of coaching from both the, uh, from both Nick nurse and, and Nate McMillan in this one. Yeah. And I think teams have to realize by now the Raptors play zone. I mean, they did it last year and I'm not even talking about in the playoffs. This is something they were doing in the regular season. You know, Nick nurse is going to throw out stuff. You know, he's going to put out whatever he thinks can possibly work. So teams have to start preparing when they're playing the Raptors, at least have a little bit of a zone offense somewhat in your back pocket to be ready for when he puts it out there. Cause he's going to do it. He's, I think they've played, if they haven't played the most zone possessions, they're in the top three in the NBA at this point. So you got to be ready for that. And the funny thing with them, they just came off that 30 point comeback against the mass. You got to think they they looked at that 15 point league going like, man, this is nothing. We can wait till the fourth quarter if we want to. Oh man. Worst thing you can do in sports right now is get up double digits to the Raptors. It's the dumbest strategy because you know, they're going to come back. That's just what they do. Uh, Miles Turner had a good one in this, uh, in this game, 24 points, seven rebounds, three blocks, had a couple of huge threes in overtime, uh, 19 points, 16 of those 19 points for Aaron holiday came in the second half. He was fantastic. As you mentioned, 19 points, 10 assists, just one turnover, 24 points, eight rebounds, six assists for TJ Warren in this one. And DeMontis Sabonis had 12 points on 17 rebounds, a lot of good team basketball in this one. A lot of assists, 34 assists from the Pacers in this one race. Uh, the Raptors had uh, 30 assists to, to kind of, to kind of race them to, to the finish line in this one. Um, it was the first loss for the Raptors this year when they get 30 assists or more, they're four and one Pacers are six and oh, it turns out sharing the ball of uh, maybe a good idea, Mo, maybe that's, maybe that's a good strategy for both these teams, especially when you're missing your best players. I'm just saying in general, sharing is caring. Zach Kyle Lowry, 30 points, nine assists, six rebounds. Fred Van Vliet had 21 points, 11 assists. Uh, Serge Ibaka was fantastic early in this game. He tailed off a little bit, but 23 points and nine rebounds. Five game win streak for the Raptors is gone. Pacers have won six of their last seven. Uh, at what point do we feel confident in the Pacers making some noise in the playoffs? Do we have to see how healthy Victor Oladipo is? Yeah. I mean, he's, it's not like he's coming back from just like a sprained ankle or anything like that. This was a pretty devastating knee injury. Uh, it takes time to come back from that. And just working a player as important as him back into your rotation, into your system, it changes things. It changes the chemistry, the roles are up and down the roster. I think we kind of have to see how that all plays out before we start saying, so we really start jumping on that Pacer bandwagon. And let's just get the Raptors healthy, please. Not yeah. that they can't, not that they can't have a lot of depth and everything. They, I mean, even Patrick McCaw had a couple of moments tonight, but uh, we know that they can coach. We know Nick nurse can coach. Uh, let's just get them healthy. So we can have a, you know what? Both teams, actually all teams, new year's resolution, all teams. Let's get them healthy. I like it, Zach. Let's go with that one. 
All right. Other big game of the night. Heat 107, Jazz 104 in Miami. No Dante Exum in this one. He was traded to the Cleveland Cavaliers. We'll give you more on that in a little bit. Um, no, uh, you know, no problem for the Miami Heat in this one. Also, heavy zone. One of the other teams that plays a lot of zone in this one. Um, we saw some early foul trouble from Boyan Bogdanovich. We saw some fourth quarter struggles from the Jazz. Uh, obviously, no Mike, no Mike Conley in this one, but it was, man, this Jazz team they just always have that stretch in some game where they completely fall apart. And I don't want to discount the, what the Miami heat did. <laughs> Their defense was really good in this one. But I also thought the jazz just missed shots, especially in the fourth quarter. Yeah. I mean, they got a lot of open looks. It's almost kind of like you said, becoming a, such a reoccurring theme with the jazz. Like it's exactly what you said. The heat played great defense. They deserve credit for that. But at the same time, we're so used to seeing this from the jazz at this point, it's hard to even credit the defense. Cause it's like, this is coming at some point and you, and you can feel it as you're watching the game. Like, okay, here we go. As soon as they, you see two misses in a row, you're kind of like this, this might be the start of that, uh, that drought coming. Yeah. 19, four run in the fourth quarter, put the heat really in, in control. Of this one, uh, a lot of that was led by Tyler hero. Mo Tyler hero was so good down the stretch. They used him attacking. They kept running basically the same play with him on the side. I think it was kind of a little bit of a side pick and roll that could turn into a, you know, they would, you know, kind of pivot into a, into a dribble handoff if they needed to, if it was covered, he had that one play where he basically just dribbled around the entire key, came back around, hit a kind of a leaning runner, uh, had it fall, you know, falling to his right. He had nine points in the fourth quarter alone, finished with 17.6 rebounds, but they, they're so confident in Tyler hero. They're so confident in letting whoever is, is the right option in the moment, you know, kind of lead them. And and it was just, man, it's just refreshing to watch them play basketball on, on both ends of the floor. Yeah. And it's a, that's a big thing. You know, when you have a guy like Jimmy Butler, who was a closer last year for Philly, you know, like that was his role. And for the, the heat and Jimmy to be willing to just hand the ball to a rookie. Also, not just a young kid, but just a rookie playing in his what 30th game in the NBA at this point, you know, that that's big, big moments there for hero. And, and that's all good stuff. And like we said, the heat are a fun team to watch. I mean, you have bam at making some great moves and showing the leap he's taken forward. Uh, Kendrick Nunn kind of coming out of nowhere, Duncan Robinson, who honestly, I had no idea who he was until, you know, uh, until the season started just cause you're like, where'd this kid come from? You know, I almost thought he was a Rod Baker clone shout out to the Knicks over there. Um, but he's turning out to be much better and able to knock down wide open looks and, and really kind of step up big for them. This has just been a real fun team to watch in general. And then also they got the best jerseys, man, those vice jerseys and teal. And then the court, like, I mean, that's tugging on my heart, my, my heartstrings there, Zach with the Miami vice days. Yeah. I mean, horrendous TV show, but uh, very, very cool looking jerseys. Um, it, it was, it was odd too seeing theirs with the kind of the desert motif of the, of the Utah jet. There was a lot of, it was just a lot of patterns and a lot of color on the court tonight. It was uh, it was a little difficult to, to get used to at first. Uh, we do have to talk about this uh, pretty serious moment in the game. And, and he finished with 18 points, 20 rebounds and five blocks. But we did watch Derek Jones, Jr. Murder Rudy Gobert at the rim. And it was, um, it was surprising dunk. It was a two handed dunk kind of coming across the lane. Uh, I feel bad for Rudy Gobert cause I know he's a sensitive guy. He's not going to want to, to, you know, get dunked on. He's going to try to scrub that footage from the internet and talk about what a great game he had. And he did have a good game, but Mo Derek Jones jr. Who Chris Cody from the Levitard show refers to as, as airplane mode. He caught one. Oh my, did he come? It was so bad, Zach. I was actually looking up the number for the Miami police department. 
because it's just like that was literally just a murder on the court. And I felt like I had to report it all the way from Los Angeles to the point. Also, though, when he went up to dunk it, it was almost like he was surprised he was able to get that off on Rudy as well. Oh, absolutely. I don't think he, I don't think he really knew. And and if you're the person who wants to go, well, he actually, he threw it in. It's not a dunk. Just go punch yourself in the face. We, we don't need any of that kind of stuff right now. Several um, times, several times, not once, several times. Don't stop. Right. We will, we will tell you at the end of the show, when to stop punching yourself. Absolutely. Joe Ingles, 27 points, four rebounds, two assists in this one. Boyan Bogdanovich with 19 points. As I mentioned, Rudy Gobert, 18 and 20. Uh, Mitchell had a tough game in this one, 13 points, three rebounds, seven assists, three steals, four turnovers. Jazz five game win streak is snap. Snapped for the Heat. Jimmy Butler, 20 points, 8 rebounds. Bam out of bio, filling up the stat sheet again with 18 points, 12 rebounds, 6 assists, 3 steals, 3 blocks. He's a 5 by 5 waiting to happen. Goran Dragic had some big, uh, big buckets for them in this game, especially in the second half. He had 15 points. And Myers Leonard with 11 points and 10 rebounds for the Heat. All right, Mo, let's get to the news that everybody needs for Christmas Eve. And happy Christmas Eve to Jordan Clarkson. You are away from the Cleveland Cavaliers. He gets traded uh, to the Utah Jazz for Dante Exum in two second round picks. It will be a Cleveland. Uh, it will be a San Antonio 2022 20, uh, second round pick and a 2023 from the Golden State Warriors uh, headed to Cleveland. That's really kind of the 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 haul for them in this one. Dante Exum maybe gets something uh, with a change of scenery here. We know know he can play defense, but he just can't stay healthy. Mo, in terms of what Jordan Clarkson does for the jazz, um, I'm not a huge believer in Jordan Clarkson. I'm not sure where you are in, on him. If he's hitting threes, I like him. He tends to not hit threes, although he's been better this season with it. Um, how, how necessary is this move for the jazz to bring in someone like Clarkson off the bench? You know, I think when you weigh it with how much you were getting from Exum, I think this is actually a good, good risk. You know, he can be a little, fire bolt off the bench from time to time. You know, he's, he's streaky guys. Like, listen, Utah fans get ready. Like there's going to be times where you're going to be like, wow, Clarkson was terrible tonight. And there's going to be nights where he's going to come in and he's going to be able to get you a lot of points pretty quickly. Um, I think that's just, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of a low risk for them because they weren't getting much from Exum at this point, all the injuries, you know, we haven't really seen him blossom into the offensive player that, you know, you're, you're hoping that you would see at some point, you know, he's good as a defender, but at this point, you know, defense isn't the jazz's problem is they're got to find got ways to score. And I think that's an important distinction there. And I think that's why they went and went and got Clarkson because it didn't cost them that much. Yeah. It's an expiring contract. They lose a year on, uh, on, on Exum's contract, right? Cause he, he's signed through next season as well at $9.6 million. Um, Clarkson expires at 13.4 this year, uh, cost them a couple of second round picks, but they they've got second round picks. They've got picks they can move. Uh, and the Cavs just tend to pile up these second round picks under Kobe Altman. Um, they also waived Jeff green on the day, uh, signed Ray John Tucker from the G league. Uh, I talked to a couple people. They actually liked the, the Tucker move for the, for the jazz more than they like the Clarkson move. And so I I'm with you, like with Conley out for a couple of weeks, uh, Moody and, and Exxon were kind of your main guards off the bench. You do get an upgrade here because Exxon wasn't giving you something. Uh, but I do think Exxon still has a place in this league. It's just tough. Like, He's a guy that's always injured, Mo. Like he's always injured, so he never gets to develop his game. He's always coming back from injuries. And I think if he could just get like three years of health and really work on his game in the offseason instead of just coming back from injuries, I do think his skill set, like he could be a Tony Allen esque player on a court just in terms of being able to defend and, be, and do just a modicum of offense. Uh, but you know, you gotta be healthy to do that. And I, and I also don't know if that guy fits in today's NBA. 
Yeah. And I think the important thing about it that you touched on is just being healthy in the off season to be able to, to work on your game. Like if you're not even able to work on your game in the off season, you got no chance during the regular season. And you know, so we've seen it before. Sometimes a change of scenery is a good thing and, and that will help, you know, Exum kind of get going. Maybe he needs to f- go place like Cleveland where nobody's really going to pay that much attention over the next you know couple of years. And, and one day we'll look and be like, Oh wow, he can hoop. Yeah, maybe. Uh, speaking of guys who want to be able to try to hoop, Deion Waiters. The Heat announced that suspended guard uh, Deion Waiters will be reinstated. He is reinstated after uh, the game against the Jazz, in which they won Monday night. So, uh, when does he get suspended again, Mo? Like, I like it just feels like the the Heat are trying to trying to find ways to not pay him and not have him be a part of the team. I think if they could just release him, they would. Uh, maybe they're going to try to move him at some point. But it does seem like this Deion Waiters thing, even though he's reinstated, is not going to be not going to be on the court anytime soon. Oh no. I mean, this is, this was what his third suspension already. Like, I mean, we're, we're heading down very, uh, almost record level suspensions there, uh, with this whole situation. So, you know, I don't know, maybe by new year's we might get another one. Yeah. I think we can get another suspension by new year's. That's what, you know, within a, within a week or so, I think, I think it's doable. I, I feel like it's almost probable. All right, let's get to the rest of the games from Monday night that you need for Christmas Eve. Wizards 121, Knicks 115 in New York. No Davis Burtons, no Thomas Bryant, no Rui Hachimura, no Mo Wagner, no Isaiah Thomas. Did not have six of their top eight scores in this game, and they still beat the Knicks because it's the Knicks. Knicks were without Marcus Morris and Taj Gibson. Uh, Bradley Beal chucking in this game. Oh, my God. 20 points on 21 shots in the first half, Mo. He finished with 30 points on 38 shots. Four rebounds, three steal or three assists, two steals, two blocks. Julius Randle, another big first half. He had 21 points. He finished with 35 points, five rebounds, two steals, two assists. Uh, Damian Dotson hit five threes off the bench. He had 19 points for the Knicks. RJ Barrett with 18. Troy Brown, 26 points, a career high for him. Nine rebounds, seven assists. Ish Smith had 17 points, four rebounds, four assists. Uh, Knicks still, uh, you know, still, still bad. Speaking of bad, Cavaliers 121, Hawks 118. No Jordan Clarks in this one. Traded to Utah, as we just talked about. No Larry, Larry Nance Jr. in this one either. Uh, welcome back, John Collins, from his suspension after 25 games. Hey, Mo, uh, wondering if John Collins fixed the defense. He did not. They still suck. It's still what? bad. Gave, gave him 71 <laughs> points in the first half to to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh <laughs> They actually Cavs had a chance, or the Hawks had a chance to to beat the Cavs in this one, or at least tie it and send it to overtime. Trey Young cut it to three with a minute left on a three pointer, then missed the next two three point attempts he took in the final forty seconds of the game. Each one would have tied it. Uh, Alex Len left the game with a rolled ankle in this one. The trio of Collins, uh, DeAndre Hunter, and Trey Young—they were clicking. They were very good. Trey Young finished with 30 points, six rebounds, 11 assists, four steals, but had five turnovers. DeAndre Hunter, 23 points. Uh, Collins finished with 27 points, 10 rebounds, two steals, two blocks in his uh, reinstatement back into the NBA. For the Cavs, Collins Sexton, 25 points on 12 of 20 shooting. Darius Garland, good game, finally. 21 points on 9 to 14 shooting. Kevin Love had 28 and 5. Eight straight losses for the Hawks, three straight wins for the Cavs. 76ers, 125, Pistons, 109 in Detroit. Andre Drummond coming off the bench. Not a new role for him, Mo. He was actually uh, benched for shooting uh, or for missing shoot around in this one, shooting the, the alarm clock. Maybe he slept in. I'm not quite sure. Thon Maker, future MVP Thon Maker, got the, uh, got the start, according to Kevin Garnett. Uh, and Andre Drummond, really the only player who uh, came to play for the Pistons with 27 points and nine rebounds uh, for the Sixers. They just, 
they dominated this one. Uh, ben Simmons was fantastic. 16 points, 13 rebounds, 17 assists. Uh, Tobias Harris, 35 points on 14 to 21 shooting, hit four threes in this one. Uh, Furkan Korkmaz with 21 points off the bench, uh, four rebounds, three steals for him. Just destroyed the Pistons on the boards. Uh, Blake Griffin, just another garbage game. Oh, what's happening? He's just uh, not healthy. Two of 14 for the field. Oh, six from three. He has a flu. He has a bad knee. He just has a bad season. I think it's uh, we're we're at the point now where if we can get 55 to 60 games for Blake Griffin a season, that's a positive thing. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe that's what it's going to take. He did get into it. Tobias Harris, a couple of guys had a had a fake tough guy moment at one point uh, in the fourth quarter. Joel Embiid, 20 points, eight rebounds, three assists, three blocks. Derrick Rose had 16 for the Pistons. Magic 103 Bulls 95 in Orlando. No MCW for the Magic. No Alfred Camino still out with the meniscus. Uh, no problem. Terrence Ross 26 points off the bench. Nikola Vucevic 21 points for them. Uh, Aaron Gordon with 16 points. Jonathan Isaac filling up the stat sheet. 13 points, nine rebounds, five assists, four steals, three blocks for the Bulls side of it. Zach Levine had 26 points but did have five turnovers. Tomas Sadoransky with 20 points, six rebounds in that one. Larry Markin just 10 points on 11 shots. Magic finally won again. They needed the win. They've won just two of their last eight games. All right. Spurs 145 Grizzlies 115. This one was over quickly. Mo Spurs dropped 46 in the first quarter, set a new season high with 145 points. LaMarcus Aldridge 40 points on 17 to 25 shooting DeMar DeMar DeRozan, 26 points and 10 assists uh, for the Grizzlies. Jaron Jackson jr. Had 22 points, hit six threes in this one. Valanciunas had 18 and 12. John Moran had 19 points. The Spurs quietly back in the playoff race. Of course they are. Cause we all, we all wrote them off. That's just what happens at the this point uh, nuggets, one thirteen. Suns one 11 in Phoenix Mo, This was a fun one, man. Suns were up on them. Suns were kind of controlling them. And then Nikola Jokic took over. He assisted or scored on 14 of the nuggets. Final 19 points in this game. He finished with a triple double 22 points, 12 rebounds, 10 assists. Uh, what happened to this one Mo? Like the, the nuggets just decided, Oh yeah, we're playing the Suns. We should win this game. Yeah. It, I mean, they were really sloppy to begin with. They had a ton of turnovers. They just second night of a back to back. It was just one of those things. And they kind of just realized going like, Oh wait, no, we're, we're the Denver nuggets. We're, we're, we're not the Phoenix suns. We're, we're the nuggets. We're going to, we're just going to take over now at this point and, and start hooping. And you know, when Jokic starts to go like the way he did in that, in that run there down the stretch, that's the MVP Jokic that we've all kind of been waiting for. I mean, yeah. and I, I use that term loosely, but that's the guy we've been waiting for all season that we saw a bunch last season that got everybody excited that, you know, we haven't seen this year. And that's such a big difference for the nuggets. You know, it really takes them to that next level and that, that next tier of NBA teams, you know, on the block of almost being a contender. And, you know, when, when you see that stuff, it's, it's exciting to watch. And it was a great game, dude. Yeah, it really was a great game. And Jokic was fantastic. Jokic has been pretty good for like two weeks now. Right. Like he's been, he's been, yeah. and some of that was against pretty weak competition, but he's been, he's just been balling. Like he's, he seems to actually care again, which is great. Uh, Jamal Murray got the uh, go ahead jumper in this one step back over Aaron Baines. He finished with 28.7 assists, uh, 28 points on 12 of 19 shooting. And then Devin Booker had a three pointer in the corner to try to win the game. Suns went for the win. They ran a nice play, but Jeremy Grant just made a great play 
flying to the corner. He blocks the shot out of bounds. Uh, the Nuggets end up winning that game in the moment. Uh, thanks to that, uh, despite 21 turnovers, Devin Booker, tough game, 11 points on three of 12 shooting, did have six assists for Ricky Rubio, 21 points, nine assists, seven straight losses for the Phoenix Suns. Rockets 113, Kings 104 in Sacramento. Kings were down 25 in this game. They cut it to six in the fourth quarter before the Rockets pulled away. Uh, Rockets, once again, not playing a full game. 34 points for James Harden. He had 12 free throw attempts. Mo, I feel like we have to mention how many free throw attempts James Harden has moving forward when he gets 30 or more. We just have to. I mean, it's a free throw watch. It's, 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 this is why we watch the NBA, right? It's for all the free throws. You know, and for the free throw watch, like it's just one of those things, you know, and you're going to have a high score a night when you're going to drop 60 on a night. You're going to have a lot of smoke. They're yeah, obsessed they, with free throws. I, it's, it's, you know what? It's punch yourself in the face. If you're it's the same person that's going to talk about not touching the rim on the dunk, it's the same thing. Punch yourself in the face. I yeah. don't want to hear it. He gets free throws. Stop fouling him. I don't know what to do. You know, they, <laughs> it's just, we just got accepted at this point. Uh, 28.7 rebound, six assists for Russell Westbrook, 15 and 14 for Clint Capella. De'Aaron Fox, 31 points in this one, but buddy healed just uh, 10 points on 12 shots, four straight wins for the Rockets, four straight losses for the Kings. Two more games. Pelicans 102 Blazers 94 in Portland. That's got to be a typo. Mo Portland's four game win streak is snapped. They got destroyed at the three point line, 30 to 12. Dame goes over 10 from deep. CJ goes two for 12 from deep. Dame finished with 18 points on 21 shots, 20 points on 22 shots for CJ McCollum. Uh, Carmelo Anthony led the Blazers 23 in this game. Uh, Hassan Whiteside 11 and 16 Blazers only scored 38 points in the second half. Drew holiday leading the Pelicans 21.6 rebounds, five assists. Brandon Ingram, big first half finished with 19 points and 11 rebounds in the game. Derek favors got a double double uh, JJ Redick had 16 points. Each one more had 13 points off the bench. Pelicans get their eighth win of the season. Two of them have come against the Blazers. And then last game of the night, warriors, 113, wolves, 104. No Carl Anthony towns in this one. Robert Covington only played 12 minutes. Jared Culver only played like 14 minutes. D'Angelo Russell, prevenge game. The uh, second prevenge game of the season against the Wolves. He had 30 points, four rebounds, four assists. Alec Burks with 25 points, eight assists, nine points, 14 rebounds, five assists for Draymond Green. Uh, for the Wolves, Andrew Wiggins, 22 points, but I think he needed like 25 shots to get it. Just not a good game for him. Jordan McLaughlin, a uh, call up, a two way guy for the Wolves, had 19. Second quarter for the Warriors just kind of buried the Wolves. They tried to come back, but now have lost 11 in a row and 16 of their last 19 games. Mo. The Wolves have three games the rest of 2019 against the Kings, the Cavs, and the Nets. Will they get another win in 2019? If they don't get a win against Cleveland, I mean, we can. Should we just fold up 2020? Like, sorry, Mo. The answer is no. They will not get another <laughs> win in 2019. First time this season, Warriors have won back-to-back games. Uh, they win the next one. We can call that one a winning streak. All right, let's get to line of the night. Lamarcus had. Uh, 49 and five Julius Randall with 35 and five uh, Tobias Harris at 35 points. James Harden, 34, five and five Kyle Lowry, 30 points, nine to six, six rebounds. Of course, Ben Simmons had the triple double Jokic had a triple double. Who gets your line of the night, man? I'm going with Jokic, dude. That was just a monster game from him down the stretch. And it's, you know, it's fun to see when he's balling like that, when he looks excited to play basketball, it's a fun time to watch the nuggets. Absolutely. I'm going to go Ben Simmons, especially, you know, Kevin, Kevin O'Connor from the ringer, just absolutely obliterated him by calling him Jaleel Okafor and Michael Carter Williams in the fourth quarter. You know, it wasn't a fourth quarter performance, but he did have a triple double in a big game uh, to finally maybe get some critics off his back against a, a bad Detroit Pistons team. But still, you got to you got to give Ben Simmons something for that one. That's going to do it for today's show. Don't forget. 
You've got other basketball shows across the athletic podcast network, back to back, no dunks, tampering house of Strauss, all the team uh, specific shows with your athletic beat writers. Don't forget to follow on the app to get notifications for new episodes. We will not have a Christmas night episode. We'll be back at your Friday morning following uh, December 26th. So enjoy the holidays with your families. If you do that, if not enjoy the time off, enjoy the the Christmas games. And, uh, and, you know, I, I think two of them might be good. So get locked in that whole day. Uh, and if you're gonna, if you're gonna do anything Christmas Eve or Christmas day or anything like that, Mo, we want people to be responsible, right? Be responsible. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks for waking up with us. Wrap those gifts, put a pretty bow on it, or at least throw it in a gift bag. Mo, hit me with the sign off. Ding, ding. Ding.